Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you New Year's babies, and welcome to the very first episode of the Radical Sex Witches in 2023. I'm Little Leah, and with me as always is the gorgeous, stunning, still blonde bombshell, Carla Wainwright. (laughs) Thanks, Leah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Look at what the rest of not working for a couple of weeks does, hey? Just the excitement's back, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know. I feel like we should get one of those every two weeks or every month. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. not. But Every you know. month I'd be like, and in this corner, it's still Carla and Leah. <laughs> <laughs> As the year wears on and we're just fucking trudging through 2023, that glimmer of everything new is now a doll fake. <laughs> But, you know, it is good to be back right now and connecting with all of you amazing listeners. Um, since it's the first episode of the new year, we thought we'd do a kickoff episode on how much we're starting the new, on how we're starting the year and some suggestions on how to create new beginnings. Because, you know, resolutions are bullshit. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. And you know what? I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves in January. I mean, the, the stuff that's flooding my inbox of like, you know, new year, new you and yeah. resolutions and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, thanks, no, thanks, no, thanks. And well, I mean, speaking for us here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's really hard because January 1st doesn't really feel like a beginning of anything. It feels like the middle of the fucking winter which technically it is. It technically is. And it's still dark for us at like, you know, four o'clock at All night, the time. seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so really, you know, we're human beings, uh, we're mammals, we have these internal clocks, we're connected to nature. So January 1st really is not the optimal time for new beginnings at all. And um, so I did a bit of digging, as I usually do. Nothing's changed this year. I'm going to continue to... <laughs> research and dig away just gotta hone and keep going with that's why we have a show um so interestingly uh the calendar that we follow i thought it was like you know it's the gregorian calendar so i thought that that we follow this calendar since the 1500s which i'm going to get to in a moment but it's actually not true the calendar that we follow actually comes from the roman times and it started about 700 bce um and that calendar, uh, actually, in that point, the new year started in, on March 1st. And then on it started January 1st when Julius Caesar came around. Um, and um, he decided, you know, we're going to call, we're going to start this for on January 1st because Janus was the Roman god of all beginnings. It's spelled like anus with a J, by the way. <laughs> I thought it was Janus. Getting my Janus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You could be right. I might be mispronouncing it. So then, um, yeah, so then the calendar shifted to to January 1st. But like, remember, you know, Rome, Italy, much warmer than it is here. So people probably were starting to celebrate new beginnings then. But then, you know, as Christianity kind of took things over, interestingly, New Year um, went back to being around March and springtime because the pagans were still around. That's my guess. 
Um, and then we get to Pope Gregory the whatever in the 1500s, and he uh, instituted the Gregorian calendar. And um, then it went back to January 1st. So a little bit of history there. Um, so just kind of back to this whole like winter mentality. This is really the time of year where we want to go inwards and rest, especially for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere and not really start new things. And then, of course, we have Mercury that just went into retrograde until Woo! January 18th. No, I'm no, serious. Okay, so this is something that I really want to change up for your new year. Um, anyone listening at home? Cause I only found this out a few months ago and it makes so much sense, but like those of us that are born under a mercury and retrograde, this is an opportunity of power for us. And I had just like, I'd always been like, oh yeah, the mechanical things break, but I've never like had really any big personal issues. And I've had really great things happen to me in mercury and retrograde. And I had an astrologer be like, bitch, you were born under one. So this is a very lucky time for you. And if you think of how many times it happens in the year, there's a good percentage of us mm -hmm. born under a mercury and retrograde and you can go look it up on the internet and so now i just look ever since finding that out i'm just like fuck yeah let's go <laughs> so did did your astrologer really say bitch you were born under <laughs> no she's a little old lady and she would not talk to me <laughs> like that it's for my dramatic flair but if you, if i was reading someone's astrology i'd be like bitch you are born under mercury and retrograde well I remember you told me that. And then I promptly looked up uh, my birth date and no, I was not born under a mercury retrograde. So, okay. Well, my condolences. Yeah. <laughs> so it might be good. Might be challenging. <laughs> um, we have the first new moon, which is January 21st. And then we have in bulk, which is February 1st. And that's the midpoint between the solstice and the equinox. So that's kind of like another important date. And then the first day of spring is March 20th of this year, uh, psst, my birthday. So like there's lots of time <laughs> for fresh starts. It doesn't have to be January 1st. So if you feel, um, I was going to say this expression that I really hate, but I'm going to say it now that I've, you know, obviously been <laughs> thinking it out loud. If you shit the bed and haven't <laughs> done anything as of January 1st, <laughs> not to worry. Why don't you like the expression of shitting the bed? Is it I think it's because of train spotting. Oh. <laughs> not to go down the rabbit hole, but um, you know, I have a lot of American friends. They were not, um, they do not use the term of fucking the dog. They're like, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? I thought I was privy to some sort of real bonding secret here. And I'm just like, it means like you're just dicking around. Like you're yeah. not doing it. Like, more than one of them were like, we don't know what fucking the dog means. So fucking the dog, wow. shit in the bed. I'm going to ask him about shitting the bed. You guys shit the bed down there in Merca? <laughs> so all of you listening <clears throat> who are not from Canada, we want to know dog fucking or fucking the dog. <laughs> is that a thing for you? Like, not literally, please. I don't want to know that. <laughs> but <laughs> Here's me and Mr. Explained. Wiggles. <laughs> They're in bed together smoking a cigar. We don't want to see that. I mean, maybe, but... That's a different show. <laughs> That's right. But your secret's safe with us. So <laughs> please drop us a line and let us know because I'm actually curious. These expressions are pretty funny. And um, now I need to know where that expression came from. <laughs> Fucking the dog. <laughs> well, I guess I probably know where it comes from. But anyway. <laughs> I should be working, but I'm going to go fuck this great Dane instead. <laughs> okay. So oh, reel it back in. Here. Did you miss us, everyone? 
<laughs> like a cold sore. <laughs> well, if you're listening, maybe you did miss us. We missed you too. <laughs> um, my point is, is that, you know, I think like we have all this pressure, January 1st, January 1st, and most of us like a few days in, we plan to do all these things. They don't happen. And then we think we've sort of like royally fucked up for the whole year. So not true. You choose when a new beginning is for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's beginnings, of course, all through the year, but we've got, you know, the new moon, you've got in bulk, you've got spring, you got whatever. It's all good. I think we even have the, uh, the full moon is tomorrow while we're recording this. So it's a day before this episode comes out because nothing like procrastination of getting back (laughs) to this recording. (laughs) So we're pretty on point here. So, um, you know, new beginnings, lots of us make plans for shifts to get back into routines and various things. Uh, Leah, I'm curious, um, what kind of changes are you making or do you have any desires for this year? So everybody knows I fucking love me some TikTok. We could probably start a drinking game every time Leah brings up TikTok, have a shot, we'll be drunk. Um, there's a thing that's going around right now. It's one of the trendy, trendy videos. And I mean, for most of the stuff, you know, like the it's stupid on there. And it's like, the trend is we're going to drink Tide Pods, right? Like, no. But the, there's been all these videos going around of these people that say, everything just works out for me. It's an affirmation. Everything just works out for me. No matter what you're talking about, everything yep. just works out for me. And I was thinking about it and I was like, <clears throat> you know, as an entrepreneur, it's hard making your own money out here. It's not that corporate money. And I have always like kind of said, similar to, to that was, well, the universe always looks out for me. Cause I somehow, even when I don't think I'm going to make it, I make it right. And I was yeah. like, I found that as an interesting connection. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking start saying it. Everything just works out for me because it really does. And so the more that I say it, and so like, this has been about three or four days now of me just, you know, everything's going to work out for me. And you say it with conviction, you say it like it, it really does. It really does. Everything just works out for me. So this has been going on for like three days. I surprisingly had like the best financial month of the year for me that just passed previous to this situation. But I woke up this morning and after three days of saying this, and there was a surprise check of over $300 sitting in my bank. But as the more, as this morning went on within one hour's time, I had four tarot clients book with me in an hour. Like that's never happened. So everything just works out for me. Like we've got nothing to lose in trying that. So I'm going to continue that affirmation and just see. And I mean, like we talk about affirmations a lot and there's all different kinds, but like, yeah, it really does. It really does feel like everything just works out for me. So go and try it. We've got nothing to lose in that. And then also too, I mean, this isn't as optimistic, but um, I'm going to continue to to cut toxic people out of my life. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I talk to a lot of my younger friends about because I find that this is something that has come with age you know, out of loyalty and being friends with people for so long, you know, I'd always hang on to people, even if they were shitty to me. And in the last year or so, I've just really learned that lesson that like, it's so freeing to just like cut out shitty people. If they're continually being shitty to you, get rid of them. And yeah, I might live a lonely, no, it's not a lonely existence. Like I might have way less friends at like 44, but I'm a lot less stressed. I am bored. I always say I'm not lonely. I'm just bored. <laughs> and that's a big difference. So, you know, sever those ties to shitty people and everything just works out for me. What about you? 
Awesome. Well, just to your affirmation, there's one that um, I actually put in my kitchen. I kind of made a list of things, but the one that I love the most, and it's I'm not saying it exactly, but it comes from Michael Beckwith, and it says, um, something wonderful is just about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I really love that too. So this is another thing that I've noticed from the affirmations and TikTok and all this stuff. When you're doing your affirmations, what they're saying, and I mean, everything we know is tailored to what you feel, but a lot of these are saying to speak it like it's already happened. So if we're saying something is about to happen, well, how about we, how about you switch that up and be like, something wonderful is happening, (laughs) right? So that's one thing that I've just noticed because yeah, talking in the present tense of, you know, Yes, exactly. And just from a brain perspective, um, there, there are parts of our brain that actually they, you know, the, the front part of our brain is, is able to kind of discern the time, like past, present, future, but there's parts of our, our brain that can't do that. And so if you speak as if something's already happening Mm -hmm. and you allow yourself to kind of immerse into that experience of, you know, closing your eyes and imagining, you know, exact things unfolding exactly the way you want them to unfold. Those parts of your brain, the older parts of your brain really think that they're happening right now. And so that completely just changes your whole wiring. It's really powerful. Yeah. Very cool. So, so I need to take a little bit of that advice myself. Yeah. Actually, yeah. No That's problem. Um, for, me, for us, motherfuckers. <laughs> um. Well, for me, uh, yeah, like, so the end of last year was really challenging. I just found myself really um, struggling mentally for a whole bunch of reasons. And um, so I, I I am seeing January as a bit of a new start, but I'm, I'm not doing things as resolutions. I'm not being like, I have a tendency to be pretty, um, like when I decide to do something, then I do it 5,000% even if that's not in my best interest. So um, I'm really trying to not be militant. It's like, it's, it's flexible, but one of the things that I'm doing to just support kind of having a more positive outlook is um, being a little more diligent with um, my body and just what's going in my body. So I'm really trying to cut out sugar and um, that's Probably a hard one. You're for already me. like the most healthiest person that I well, know. I am pretty healthy, but I sugar is my kryptonite. And I I noticed that like it was creeping and I was doing like way more emotional eating of sugar. And then mm. I feel shitty. Like I, one thing I noticed, the older I get, the more sugar really makes me feel really bad, mm. but I was eating it anyway. So I'm just trying to do a few more things like that, that, you know, actually support me feeling better. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy cake or do any of those things like that, but I'm just trying to at least yeah, just have a better baseline. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's one thing. Um, I am doing some affirmations too. And I've actually gotten really back into EFT, which is uh, the emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. And I use affirmations for that. So I'll kind of tap, I'll start by tapping on the things that um, I'm feeling like that are maybe challenging that are coming up. And then I switch that and I, and I call in, you know, the positive feeling states, the elevated states that I'm really wanting to call in. And I tap to that and that's feeling really good. So I'm doing that in the morning and the evening. And um, what else? Yeah. Toxic people for sure. I, I think it's a combination of things like definitely as you get older, your patience for bullshit dramatically goes down and uh, I think I might have told you this, but one time I was talking with somebody and this was when, you know, probably about five years ago. So I was in my forties and I was saying like, oh, how, you know, 
I'm just tolerating way less bullshit. And this woman was in her sixties and she's like, honey, you just not yet. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. Like, I can't even imagine what I'm going to be like at that age, you know, like, yeah. On fire. Awesome. Yeah. So that's actually super inspiring. So I'm doing some of that too. And I don't mind having a smaller friend circle. I really just want to spend time with people that really feel like we're, you know, have a, a, a deep connection and our values and our alignment and we mm-hmm. treat each other nicely. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, am I the asshole? Yeah. And you know what? Like it, it can be very scary to end certain connections, relationships, friendships, especially if they've held on for like decades or something like yeah. that. But let me tell you, once you cut one of them off, <laughs> it's really easy to do the rest. You're like, fuck it. That ripped that bandaid off and that asshole's gone for my life. And now I feel fantastic. You're next. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to, to make those decisions, right? Totally. I was talking with a friend who recently cut three very toxic relationships out of her life. And she actually did like this ritual of a funeral to let it go. Um, and because she said, actually, it was important for her to not just say I was letting it go. I actually needed there need to be needed to be a dying of that relationship. So it was like mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. and it was super powerful for her. And um, yeah, I love that, actually. Well, we're emotionally tethered and energetically tethered to people in our lives. And I would find if like randomly out of the blue, I started just getting really shitty thoughts about that person. I was like, oh, it's time to pull out Michael's Archangel Michael's giant blazing sword and recut those ties off. Right. Because they can creep back in. I'm a big believer as being an empath that like, if someone's thinking about me or if I'm thinking about someone and it's so strong and it's a very specific feeling, chances are they're probably thinking about you. So just like re-sever those cords. So I could really see how beneficial it would be to have a funeral type ritual or something like that. Stronger than letting go, like really just severing that. Yeah. Yeah. She noticed a huge difference in doing that because she tried the kind of like, I'm just going to let it go, Mm -hmm. but she really needed to. No, you have to make a conscious decision. It's not just letting it go. It's a conscious decision to cut toxic people out of your life. Yep. Yeah. Love it. 2023. Get rid of the toxic. Yeah, I'm ready to fuck 2023 up. Let me tell you, it feels like this is my year, baby. Anyways, you have some guidance for our listeners out there who, you know, might want some more clarity about moving into this new year. Yep. So I'm just going to describe a ritual that you can do to mark any new beginning. So again, like you didn't have to do this December 31st. You could do this just after listening to this. Or if you're listening to this podcast in June, you can do it in June. This is kind of a nice framework um, for any new beginning. Um, and you know that uh, I love ritual. And ritual is just, it speaks to a primal part of our brain that lets it know like, oh, wait, something special is happening here and it pays attention. And so, um, and that becomes, again, like it's just rewiring our nervous system. So ritual, there's a reason people have been doing it for thousands of years. It's because it it really has a very big impact on us. So um, the first part of any ritual is just to have some kind of setup. It does not need to be complicated. It can be as simple as lighting a candle. It could be maybe like doing some smudge, um, clearing a space, making it clean, whatever. And Or it could be as elaborate as you want it to be. So totally up to you. And then for new beginnings, I think it's always, always really useful to celebrate what you're leaving behind. Like what were the really good things that you feel proud of? 
um, is in that transition. So if we're talking about 2022, like what did you accomplish in 2022 that you feel really good about and honoring that because so often we focus on all the shit and, um, then that becomes the story, right? It's like what you focus on is what you manifest. So, uh, really focusing on what you're feeling really good about, whether you write that down or speak it out loud, any of those things, um, including into that, like, what are your, some of your favorite moments and then feel into those memories and what made them so great. The difference between just kind of like having the thought process and actually feeling it is again, you're rewiring your nervous system to be really connected to what was so good about it so that your body and being and your subconscious are going to want to repeat those things. So let yourself close your eyes, drop into the sensations of, of those feelings. And then, you know, then you can write down the words of that. I also think it's really helpful to include what were your favorite sensual experiences? Like what were some of the best times with your lover, your best sexual experience that might've been with yourself? What made it great and how did it make you feel? So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that pleasure is really, really important. And again, like we're, we're wired for pleasure. Um, let's bring up those examples so that we can have more of them as we move forward. You can also then go into different things like different areas of your life, business, family, relationship, et cetera, what worked well. And so you spend a lot of time on what worked well, and then you can spend a little bit of time on what needs to shift. Okay. Because mostly we're focusing again on the negative, but maybe just a little bit what needs to shift, but in identifying what needs to shift, what do you want to feel instead? So in the event world, I always say this when we do big events and they're finally done, I always say, let's look at the did wells and the do betters. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And then, you know, as you're preparing into that transition of new beginnings. So in this case, in 2023, how do you want to feel? Right. So less about, um, you know, a particular goal, um, but more about how you want to feel. And, you know, there's a whole big exploration you can do around that, but you can also just keep it really, really simple. Like for me, I want to feel really good in my body, right? So it's not so much about the different foods and things like that. I just like my, I want my body to feel vibrant, energetic and alive. So that's really important to me. So it's more about the feeling and the feeling when we really feel, when we really are connected to a feeling state, we're so much more likely to go after it rather than just some really like goal that, um, doesn't have that kind of like embodied piece to it. And then finally, I think, you know, because it's a ritual, you want to, you want to close the container. So that's really important. So there might be some kind of symbolism of the letting go or the funeral piece of the things that, you know, need to shift. Um, and then maybe something symbolic of calling in. And, and again, like we've done an episode on, on creating your own ritual. I should have figured out what number that was, but I don't, um, I'll put it in the show notes, but, um, yeah, like there are lots of ways you can do it. And I think it's actually so much more meaningful if it comes from you inside rather than kind of following some prescriptive thing that somebody else tells you to do. Yeah. And like, you know, if you set these plans up for yourself and let's just say you fuck up or fall off the wagon, don't be hard on yourself. Nothing like change is not easy. It's not overnight. It's something that takes work. So, you know what? Be kind to yourself. That should be something going forward into 2023 as well is be kind to yourself. Stop shit yes. talking to yourself. And like Leah's favorite saying, it's nice to be nice to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, 
as I'm sure you all know, we are hardest on ourselves. We say things to ourselves we would never dream oh, yeah. of saying to another person. I mean, I dream it sometimes because some people are pretty shitty, but <laughs> true, true. But for, you're directly you know, saying really, it to yourself. We are really hard on ourselves. So noticing that script and yeah, so like whatever. So you you take a detour. That's This is the thing about commitments. You always get to recommit. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm excited for 2023. I don't know, like December was like, everybody in December kind of gets that feeling in the air of they just have no more fucks to give and they're ready for the new year, regardless if you're participating in quotation marks, resolutions or new year, new you or what we're talking about here. You know, it is a new year. I do feel something different in the cosmos is coming our way. And I think that it's going to be a lot more positive than what we've seen, like since we've entered the 2020s (laughs) and I'm excited for it. Yep. Future is positive. I absolutely believe that no matter what. So if you want to share what you're doing with your new year, your goals, your new year, new you, all of that stuff, we want to know. Follow us on Instagram and talk to us directly or send us an email. I don't know. Um, send out the bat signal. I'm nerdy. I look <laughs> to the skies for that shit. We want to hear from you. All of our contact information is in the show notes. Next time, you know what? We're back with some sexy stuff. We're going to be talking about relaxing into orgasm. I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla, we are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener, it's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique Radical Sex Witch within. Go to carlawainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.